This is the Jocko Underground Podcast, number five, with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. And also joining us tonight is good deal Dave Burke. Good evening, Dave. Good evening. All right, so we've been getting crazy uh, talking about competing, but tonight, I at the opening of the podcast tonight, I kind of went a little bit deep on thinking strategic versus thinking tactical. So... I was thinking about that, and I started thinking about, look, it's so obvious, isn't it so obvious that we should be thinking strategic all the time? Isn't it so obvious? It seems so obvious, right? Why isn't it happening? So I started thinking about, okay, what are the enemies, what are the enemies of strategic thinking? What are they? What can they be? They've gotta be out there, because otherwise we would just be thinking strategic all the time. But if everyone was thinking strategic all the time, the world would be an entirely different place. And certainly every individual's world would be an entirely different place. Mm-hmm. So what's causing it? First thing that comes to my mind, ego. Why is that? What is the ego? How does the ego drive us to not think strategically well? Because our ego is that thing that is not comfortable with giving a tactical victory to someone else. (laughs) I mean, so I would rather win an argument with Dave Burke, hurt our relationship, make him look bad, devolve our business relationship, our personal, I'd rather do all that because I wanna win an argument with Dave. Mm. Why? Because that's my ego talking. That, that, That is such a driver of doing dumb things. You know, what's really crazy is when people do, when people do dumb things based on their ego and it actually, it actually can destroy like your whole company, right? You can have a whole company that gets destroyed by ego. You can do, I mean, you certainly can have people, and there's examples of battles that have taken place where ego caused defeat Mm -hmm. and cost, you know, hundreds or thousands of people their lives based just on ego, yeah. just on, hey, we can take these, I'm not, hey, my plan is gonna, like, that happens. That's a real thing. So when we talk about that, I also wanna talk about, okay, so how do you, how do you defeat this enemy of, how do you defeat this enemy of strategic thinking? If it's your ego, how do you, how do, you do that? Well, to me, you've got to, and this is the answer, I'm gonna say this answer over and over again, you, you got to detach and you got to think about what you're doing, <laughs> which what a novel idea mm. to actually detach and think about what you're doing. And oddly enough, this gives you this massive strategic advantage. If you can take a four inch step backwards, detach from your ego and look at what's actually playing out. If you can do that, you're you're like, infinitely better than you are if your ego is all wrapped up in this decision that you're making. It's crazy that it would come to that. You ever seen The Breakfast Club? Remember that movie? Yes. It's old school, right? You've seen that one, right? That's your jam. The, okay, remember the part when he was like, hey. Uh, I made, oh, I, we want like early quarantine. Yeah. You know, when it was like, well, what are we doing? You know, and the kids were home. My 
daughters were home for college from college and all that and we're sitting around so we i, I said okay we're gonna watch some 80s movies. 80s movies i went old school yeah. breakfast club was on the list it was one of the few that kind of passed muster because some of the other movies i'll tell you because i have a daughter that so she was 10 when quarantine kicked off and all that have you have you watched et yeah. like recently mm, like 10 years ago maybe wait what do you mean it passed muster like 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 the family was like oh, oh yeah, that was pretty good yeah it was agree. okay because oh, okay, now they you. there was a time where they were like we're not watching any more of your stupid movies <laughs> as a matter of fact my youngest daughter <laughs> when I say when I say to my youngest daughter oh do you want to watch a movie she's like from what year <laughs> and E T is one of the ones that sort of put the nail in the coffin on eighties movies have you Dave have you ever seen you well, seen E T well totally seen E T have you seen it in the last three years five years yes. Did it pass muster? Um, it hasn't. Ha- it hasn't been watched since, and is one of those that like the iTunes scenario. I'm like, I'm just gonna buy it because once they see it, they're gonna watch it a bunch. No, nobody has gone back to one it. one shot. And I was, I hadn't seen it in probably twenty something years, but I was so sure that I wasn't <laughs> oh. gonna waste my time with a rental. I'm buying it because it's gonna be on repeat. Nobody's gone back to that well. That you and I. Walked into that ambush the exact same way. It's crazy. I 100 because I I don't I don't. You said you haven't seen it in 20 years. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. So whatever year it came out, 1983. So I was like 12 years old. I went to the theater and watched it, and I remember it being this moving story. And I was expecting and and my uh, my wife, you know, she's a. Let's say she will. She's no. She will get emotional during a movie, right? You know, she'll get sad. And my youngest daughter's kind of the same way. You know, you'll see the tears welling up. Amen. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, we're t- taking down this little emotional thing. And I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, I better okay. check myself too, because you know, when ET is going home, you know, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the guy that's breaking down during ET. No, bro, it was hard. My my youngest daughter. It was hard for her to even kind of watch the whole thing. And part of it is the freaking special effects nowadays. I mean, when you see E.T. looking like a, looking like a, looking like a, someone's like holding it behind and shaking it to make it look like it's walking. Super lame. Super lame. But what, but, and that was bad. But then actually what was weird to me is like the story wasn't as good as I remember. And that movie was a blockbuster. It was a blockbuster. Why was it a blockbuster? Special effects, allegedly. Because I, I mean, damn. Yeah. Standard below. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I got no answer at this time. But yeah, that the ET the the kids nowadays. They're well, my daughter, she's seven. Mm-hmm. Um, where she'll like, you know, they can they're at that age and older. They can d- identify. Mm-hmm current special effects and old school special effects. Well, you make those little movies with your kids in them. And yeah, so they're oh, like, yeah, why, so are we watching a, yeah. why are we watching a puppet yeah, exactly, right. move all super whack? Yeah, yeah. so there's so, that. So E.T. didn't really pass the muster. Um, dang. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off didn't really pass muster. And even I was sort of like, wow, I thought that. I, rem- I remember these things as they were pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. uh, and 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 Breakfast Club, breakfast. And there was a. I'm trying to think of some other ones that that we watched, but but Breakfast Club 
passed muster. Interesting. Passed muster. Dang it, not uh, Ferris Bueller, huh? Okay. Yeah, I know. That's weird. Ferris I Bueller know. seemed like that was the adventure. Yeah, it did school. seem that way. So you were referring to Breakfast Club. Yeah. Do you so, even have any idea why you were referring to Breakfast Club? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, good. Let's it's go. It's a very critical point that you, you brought up, actually, mm-hmm. about how your ego, you can watch as someone's ego just drives their whole interests mm-hmm. into the ground and, and, and defeats them, all of them, completely yep. to zero. So Breakfast Club, there was a time where he came and he, and uh, what's, the, what's the principal or whatever, the guy's the name is Vernon, I think, name. or something like this. But I, th- I don't know. I can't he, remember. He came in and he was like, you know, said his thing. And he's like, I don't know. I think yeah, he asked, screw like, you. do you have any more questions? And yeah. he said, yeah, I have a question. He's like, does Barry Manilow know that you raided his wardrobe? Yeah. And he said, I'll give you the answer to that question next Saturday. Yeah. Right? Like, you got another Saturday detention. Yeah. And um, then he kept going yeah. with it. Right? Like, kind of like, whatever. What? Yeah. I forget exactly his response to that one was. And he's like, he's like, oh. Oh, no, he's like, I, I'm not free or something like that. And he's like, oh, I'm free. Anyway, he goes, he's like, you want to keep going? Yep. And he's like, And he yeah. ends up with the horns. Yeah, With yeah. the fingers. Two months, <laughs> two Bender. Months, yeah. Two months, Bender. I got yeah. you for two months. To the point where, and like just like how you said, you can watch people mm-hmm. as they just do it. And meanwhile, so the girl... Well, I mean, I was referring to I was referring to battles where thousands of people have been killed because <laughs> yeah, of someone's ego. But Bender did Bender, get two months deal. worth same, of detention. Same exact deal. <laughs> same exact deal. So Molly Ringwald, Ringwald, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's straight up sitting there saying, "Hey, stop!" Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. "Cut it out, dude! Cut I can't watch this anymore." Yeah. You know, and bro, that's how right. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, can see it, and bro, the guy wasn't detached mm-hmm. at all. His ego was just flaring up, front lines all day. Two months of detention, it, yeah. man. Two months. I got you for you, two months. You mess bender. with the bull, you get the horns. All right, so we got to watch out for our ego. Our ego is a enemy of strategic thinking. You could end up with two months of Saturday detentions. Or what have you. Yeah. Or you could end up leading people to death in combat. <laughs> both of these apparently are negative. Yes, both big, negative. huge strategic defeats. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Uh, that is an enemy of strategic thinking. This one's real obvious, instant gratification. Right? Whatever that instant gratification is, it, it, it oddly enough can just crush a long-term strategic victory because you want immediate gratification right now. Yeah. Donut. That one's such a weird one right there. Donut? The, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it. It's like you see it right there in front of you. You see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, it's not like something's going to sneak out of the and, and surprise you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know straight up. Yeah. And you just do it like like saving money, right? Yeah. You know that yeah. one? Yeah. You save money and then you see that thing that you don't even need. Yeah. Uh, in Discipline was Freedom, Field Manual, I was, I, I, the, the new edition I wrote a little section about getting ambushed by we like as if the donut ambushes you yeah, as if it. that's what happens as if the alarm clock snooze button somehow through movement on its own accord gets to your yeah. finger and presses yeah. it like that didn't happen yeah it's, weird. it's that instant gratification overpowers your strategic thoughts yeah. so what do you need to do detach and think about what you're doing detach and think about what you're doing Confusion about what is important. Mm. It's true. This is something that catches us up all the time. We get confused about what's important and what's not. 
Like, like this could be important. We talked about it on the podcast earlier today. Like, well, this is really important that I hold the line on this thing. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not important. You're confused. You think it's important, but it's really just meaningless. Yeah, and yet we let that happen. What do you got, Dave? Again, partially just taking notes. <laughs> um, what do you do with those notes when you're done? <laughs> I take them home with me. I put them down on a a um, a Word document yeah. in my computer, and then I plagiarize them <laughs> and pass them off as my own thoughts and ideas when engaging with other people. Jack, <laughs> that's what I do with them. Uh, it, the confusion about what's important. I was thinking a minute ago about the instant gratification. And, and I wanted to write some things down because I do like to remember this stuff. And the instant gratification one's interesting to me because there is some threshold that you cross usually in some place in adulthood where you understand what's happening. So like my kids do things that are gratifying, but they're not, there's no cognitive connection of, oh man, if I do this, it's gonna. It, it could set me up for some failure in the long run. Things like eating donuts or whatever they're doing. They're not contemplating. Mm. I, as an adult, am aware of instant gratification. I understand that. And there's some. It. It's. It's. I don't know if it's weak. I don't know what the term is, but it's when you become aware that what you're doing is short term and you still do it. 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 It is. It reveals the power of what that thing is. You know, when you're talking about donuts, no adult, no adult, looks at a donut and doesn't know this is not good. But they, but you still go back to that, and the power of that instant gratification. But there's stores that literally sell only one thing. Yes, donuts, <laughs> and they do well. And they, they do, do well. really well. There's a line. And then you 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 connected that you went you went to the next one and I know you're probably going to more and I could have just waited because I'm just writing it down as confusion about what's important and the thread and all that is is detach which you brought up in the beginning is the different ways you can and need to do that and the solution of all of these things ego detach instant gratification detach confusion about what's important detach and the connection I made back with something we talked about earlier is a tactical victory you have to win. Or a tactical fight you have to win is not a tactical fight. It's a strategic fight. But a tactical battle you're in that you don't need to win, who cares? And the only way to see that is to be detached. The connection about confusion about what's important is such a, it's incredible how often we see people fighting on things tooth and nail when from the outside you're like, bro, this is a non-event. This is a non-factor. <laughs> this, this will not influence the outcome. Don't, don't fight this. But how hard it is to see that, just like how hard it is to look at that donut and go, I know this is wrong. This is wrong. And I'm eating it anyway. You want to hear how far I am on the other side of that? I'm so far on the other side of that that sometimes I have to go, oh, uh, you better pretend that you care a little bit about this thing and that it's somewhat important. Because my mind is thinking like, hey, this doesn't matter. This literally doesn't matter at all. But you know what? Oh, yeah, no, it's a... Yeah, it's definitely something we should be thinking about. Like, bro, I don't care about that thing at all. But I'm not going to say that because obviously I'm trying to build a relationship and move forward. And and the the what's important and what's not important, that confusion, this is the black belt, right? The black belt knows what's important and what's not important. The white belt is panicking because of this hand being over here when that's just a setup and it's not really important. 
the the thing that where I thought you were going with the donut and the things that are going through your mind is what is the next thing that I have that's a huge enemy of strategic thinking and that's rationalization. Like we we can defeat ourselves in an argument inside of our head about well, you know, it's just one it's just donut. One. And by the way, I'm a human being going through life and I'm going to die anyways one day and this really this one donut is actually not that big of a deal. And by the way, I, I, it tastes really good, and I did do a good workout this morning, and I kind of deserve it, and it's, you know, Dave brought them into the office, so they're free, and, and this means I won't have to, you know, if I don't eat this right now, if I eat this right now, you know what, I'll, I'll, I won't even have lunch today, because, and you, just, you can just figure this out. We can make this, right. we can win this argument. We can figure it out. We can rationalize this. We can rationalize. Now, here I have detach, which is definitely important. The other thing that I have here, for a solution to this is don't freaking lie to yourself. You're lying. You're lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. That that lie by omission, by the way, is still a lie mm. to yourself. Because the, you know, the obvious ones is like, you know, if you don't feel like working out or whatever, you're like, hey, yeah, no, like I could do, I could get all this other stuff done. Mm. Yeah, it's true, but that's not why you're not going to work out right now. Like you're omitting the real truth. You're yeah. just, you're saying all this other stuff that's true. You're not lying to yourself, hey, because you could get a lot of other stuff done. It's true. J- JP sent me a quote the other day from me but it was funny he goes he was like he was like he, he was like hey a year ago you told me this uh discipline is rooted in the truth and and that actually came from a from I was doing a Jocko live and this guy asked me he said you know I I I just you know I I can't really find the discipline right now um, to really take the next step. And I was like, oh, well, where are you at? And he was, you know, well, I, I've had this job and I've done really well and I have a nice place and I got a nice wife and I'm in pretty good shape. And I said, so you're happy where you're at. You're happy where you're at. And he said, well, well, yeah. And I said, okay, well, if you're happy where you're at, then how are you gonna find the discipline to go do more? And then, so that's the first part. So, so that's the first lie. Because the reason you're asking that question is that everything you just said you're comfortable with is a lie, and you know it. You know you could do more. And so you're sitting there. Why well, I don't know why I can't find this motivation. I'm well, I'm, but I'm really happy where I'm at. You know, I have a good job, and I've done well, and I have a nice house, and I'm I'm in pretty decent shape. But that's when you say that. All that is just rationalization to say, well, I don't really need to do this other stuff, so I'm fine, so I don't really need to get up early. I really don't need to work out. I really don't need to work any harder because I'm good. That's a freaking lie. You're lying to yourself. Otherwise, you're not asking this question. And by the way, if you if you, if you you double down on that and you say, you know what, I actually am happy and I actually am content with where I'm at, well, then that's cool. But you wouldn't be asking that question if you were telling yourself the truth. The reason you're asking me is because you think I'm going to say, well... Uh, uh, meditate longer about right. it, you know? No, what I'm gonna say to you is tell yourself the truth about where you're at. If you tell yourself the truth about where you're at, you realize, oh, the reason I feel that way is because I know, I know I could do more and I'm, I know it. I know I could be a little bit stronger. I know I could be a little bit smarter. I know I could be a little bit faster. I know I could take better care of my kids. I know I could spend more time. Whatever it is that thing that you're not doing, you know you're not doing, 
and you're lying to yourself. Because yep. if you, and here's the thing, and here was the deal, here's what I told JP. The root of discipline is telling yourself the truth. If you tell yourself the truth, you, you don't even have to ask for discipline. You don't have to look for it. It's freaking looking for you in the morning. It's, it's banging on your door in the morning because you're thinking, man, I know I could do better. I know I could do more. I, I know I got dozens of books in my head that haven't gotten out. And the reason they haven't gotten out is because of me. And I'm not going to let that happen. Those, those books are banging on the door wanting to come out of my head. That's what's happening. I don't have to say, oh, I wish I could find the motivation to sit down. What are you talking about? Where, where's that discipline come from? Tell yourself the truth about what's going on. And, and that feeling of knowing that you could have done a little bit more. You know you, you know you have so much more value to bring to the world, but it's gonna take work. You can either suppress that feeling. Mm, you know, I've kind of done pretty, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. If that's the truth, you're not asking the question. If you are asking your, if you are asking that question, all you have to do is tell yourself the truth, and you'll find the answer. It'll kick you in the teeth. Yeah. That's part of the reason why you don't tell yourself the truth, and this goes from a lot of stuff, or whatever. When you lie to yourself, but yeah, that kick in the teeth, right? Because the it's like this, like that guy. I remember that too, where if you're doing good, especially compared to your neighbor or mm-hmm. whatever, oh, there, ooh, that's some fuel for that sweet lie that mm-hmm. I'm telling myself every day, right? Even though you know, like, oh yeah, I could do more, and I could be more, I could b- improve this, I could. But what what kind of person sees the like a, a very tangible, or a visible finish line? What kind of person sees that and chooses not to cross it? Cross it? Like what kind of person? Like I don't know, a slacker or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, right? Why would I ever call myself a slacker? That doesn't feel good at all. In fact, why would I call myself a slacker when I'm doing better than my neighbor? I'm doing good. I got a bit bigger house, better wife, better family, all this stuff or whatever. So why are you getting up at four thirty in the morning if you got all that stuff squared away? The answer is. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. You're in even by your own standard, you're like a saw, whatever the name you want to call yourself, right? That you're refusing that you are, even though you know you are, but you're trying to prove it to yourself because you look back at all the cool stuff that you've done. And you know, it's this way. So that's the the fuel for that lie. But yeah, that lie is still there. It's still there. Still there the whole time and you know it. Tell yourself the truth. Don't rationalize. Uh next thing I wrote down was emotions. Our emotions can absolutely disrupt our strategic thinking, whatever those emotions. And usually those emotions are driving some kind of instant gratification, whether it's, hey, I'm mad at Dave, I'm feeling that anger, so I'm gonna lash out at him. And it's a bad strategic move, but I'm doing it because I lost control of my emotions. Mm-hmm. So, th- what, so what, what's the answer to that one? Detach and think. Detach and think, don't let yourself get emotional. Uh, Another one that I was thinking about is is volume, and I don't know if that's the right word, but but sometimes there's so much chaos in front of you that you forget about the the the, th- the thing that's long. Like if there's if there's so much noise, chaos, mayhem, all these things are happening, you get distracted. There's too much, and you make bad 
long-term decisions. Just, just this, this is going on, this is going on. I mean, okay, I, I got a fight with my wife, I lost my job, and you know my kids are screaming, I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go drink some Jack Daniels or whatever, <laughs> right? Sure. That, that, that's just this, this volume that piles up that, okay, what am I gonna do? It's so much that I, it's, it's an overwhelming, I guess that maybe that's what I'm looking for. I'm not quite sure what this word is, I'm not quite sure, but I know the feeling, because I see the feeling in people. I've seen that feeling push people to do things that were horrible strategic decisions. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, I got mad and I did this. It was a whole compounding volume that's, that's overwhelming them, where they no longer feel they, know, they lose sight of that strategic vision and boom, they're gonna do something tactically. It's just stupid. Being overwhelmed, you got, that must happen in, in, in flying where there's so many things going on that you just kind of lock up. You see a, a, a student that has a bunch of things happening at the same time and they just lock up. Yeah, uh, like ta- task saturation. Or task just, saturation, yeah, exactly. Being overwhelmed, yeah. I, it's funny because when I heard volume from you, I was thinking the volume, not in the sense of like turning the volume up on radio, but like the amount of things, like the volume right, right, of the things. The volume of things. Yeah. Exactly. And it meant, I meant all those things. But I guess, you know, that's, that's what do you do in those situations? Well, prioritize and execute, right? Okay, there's 48 things going on. I can either just lose sight of my big picture or I can say, okay, there's 48 things going on. Detach, take a step back. But by the way, 12 of those things don't really matter. We can just take 12 of those things and just throw them out the door. They're, they might be making a little background noise, but there's three of those things that are the game changers. So prioritize next to you. Figure out what those things are. Think strategic. You gotta detach in order to do that. Get to, get to some kind of altitude so you can see what's actually happening. Um, and this is one that you mentioned, Dave, uh, and it comes in a very, it's very obvious with kids which is failure to connect present actions to the future. This is, this is the story of being a child, right? This is the story of being a child. And as we grow up, what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to start to make connections between our present actions and the future. That's what we're supposed to do. And sometimes those connections get lost. They just get lost. We lose those connections and we do something stupid. Something that either A, doesn't lead us towards our strategic goal or B, leads us away from it. How do you fix that? You detach and you think. (laughs) You detach and you think. That's what you do. You know, I've been, I said this the other day on EF Online and I forget what even the subject was. But what I talked about is the fact the the act of writing things down de facto detaches you from that thing. When you see what you wrote down on paper, this is what I'm trying to do. I, I, the one of the reasons you can say, "Hey, make a." I, this is the last podcast we talked about. One of the ways to get Dave to detach is by saying, "Hey, Dave, make a list of pros and cons before we make this decision." In doing that, I'm 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 making you detach. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Now, sure, there's some logic and we can weigh things out or whatever, but what I'm really doing is I'm getting you to detach from what you are, what is wrapped up inside your head, what's bouncing around inside your head. 
So I get you to write it down. When you write it down, guess what? It clarifies it. It, you become an attachment. What are you laughing at, Echo Charles? Uh, you, have you ever, you know, the, the classic kind of advice that they're like, hey, don't send that rebuttal email. It's like mm-hmm. an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't send it now. Save it and save mm-hmm. it. Have you ever done that or have you ever had to do that or been in that situation before where you're about to send an emotionally charged email, but I, then oh, I got it. Let me say I have never been in a moment where my cursor was over the send key and I said, ugh, <laughs> I have crafted emails 17 times to make sure that every single word was having the 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 effect the impact that I wanted it to have for sure was the but was it a kind was it the kind when you say impact was it the kind where maybe sending it later might change your interest in the impact that you want it you see what I'm saying like if you're like hey carefully crafting crafting an email are you going for like max effect for that time, or is are or are you keeping the strategic mission no, no, in no, mind no. the whole time? I'm thinking strategic the whole time. I'm thinking strategic. I am uh, the the. Uh, I'm not thinking of the max effect. I'm thinking I want the correct impact, not the max impact. Mm. Hey, Echo, this was crap. You shouldn't have done. If you do this again, what? No, that's mm. that might be max. That might be max impact, but that's not the. Sure. The, the the impact that I actually want, right? So I yeah I've spent all times all kinds of time, but I know I will not. I, I'm not going to send. I won't even send a text mm. when I'm when when <laughs> so, if somebody does something that really frustrates me, mm. I, there's not even a chance that I'm going to send them a text that says what the hell was that. There's zero chance that that's going to happen. Yeah, it's not okay. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. The, the reason I was laughing is because that's the what I thought of. Like, you know, that, that whole scenario, right? The email. And it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't send that now. Send it tomorrow, right? Mm. That's kind of the protocol, whatever. But what if, like, also another one is, like, when you want to tell someone off, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be your friend, your mm. mother-in-law or whatever, you know, you want to tell them off. And then you calm down. Then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. That might have some whatever. But because you're like, hey, write out, write out the pros and the cons. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like imagine yourself writing out the pros and the cons of telling someone off. Mm-hmm. That to me was funny. That would be a good way but to detach from it. It would and work make so you, good. Yeah, it would work very, very yeah, well. Hmm, the pros. Um, it would make me feel make a me lot feel better. a lot better. Cons. There's 14 things on the other <laughs> list. Yeah. Our family doesn't like each other anymore. Yeah. 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 So writing things down is an incredible tool. It's an incredible tool that human beings have to be able to think with more clarity, to be able to to be able to de- detach. You want to know how to detach? Write things down. That's how you detach. That's how you can see what's going on. And and I'll tell you, a lot of times in my mind, it's almost like my mind thinks in writing. So it's almost like when someone's talking to me, you've heard me say like where I'm, I'm thinking like the Terminator where I see like, Responses yeah, yeah, yeah. like tell this person they're an idiot. Uh, storm away. Um, ask them an earnest question. Like I, I see those options. Like I can, I can kind of see yeah. what the outcome is going to be when I'm. Wait. So I almost see in writing. Mm. But if I really get into a situation where I think, ooh, I'm not really sure what to do right now, mm-hmm. I'll write it down and yeah. figure out. Okay, here's here's my advice that I'm going to give to this client. Boom, 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 boom. Eh. Wait a second. How's that going to come across if I say that? Let me readjust that. So it allows you to detach, see it from their perspective better than you can when it's in your own head. You have this thing, which I, I hate, don't like at all, we'll mm-hmm. say, where you know how like 
Like, if Are I'm we going to go over things that we hate about each other? Is that where we're going? <laughs> I think so, yeah. The, but you'll do that squint thing, you know? Like, uh, Dave, if I'm looking at you and I say something, I don't want to say it's not contentious. I won't uh-huh. say nothing contentious, but maybe something that maybe either, <laughs> I don't know, you could very well either not like or maybe it's not computing or something. He won't be like, like he won't show the emotional side of it. He'll just go like this, like kind of looking like. That's what I do? Yes, sir. Oh, I just give you a squint. Yeah. And, and that indicates to you. I don't I'm know. Qu- I'm kind of questioning. Exactly right. Yes. Qu- that's a good word. It's yeah. almost like question. Like you're trying to figure out like, like what exactly are you doing right mm. now? Like you, what are you doing? And it's, <laughs> the, it's, the, it's literally the most like, it's the worst feeling ever. Cause it's, <laughs> I'd almost rather you be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like, or something like that. Or, Oh, that makes no sense. Or laugh at me, do something. Yeah. Don't just like do that thing, man. Freaking. It's like, it's very off putting. Mm, well, but I th- that's what it is though right it's like you're kind of detaching kind of taking everything in yeah i also want to let you know that what you're saying to think about what you're saying yeah think about that that's no. that's actually the intent is if you're saying something that doesn't make sense i want to look at you in a way that makes you realize that makes you detach and think about what you're saying it works 100%, by the way. Because, like, and you even actually, I'll, I'll say this to you, like, to you, where the the expression, um, it sounds weird now that I'm saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll say that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly with you, though. I guess I'll say it other times, too. But but that's part of the reason why. Because of your non-reaction. It's like, oh, yeah, more like I'm just saying it out loud for me to, and I'm kind of detached from it. You mm-hmm. know, you can kind of feel it in that way. But if you were, like, laughing at me, I'd be like, oh, you know, it'd have this weird, it'd it'd have a different effect fully. Yeah, I also have no trouble with silence. Yeah, that's probably. No, I have no problem just (laughs) seeing where it goes, seeing if I, seeing if you, if you're done and letting you think about what you just said without me even interjecting anything to kind of cloud the words that just came out of your mouth or someone else's mouth. Do you ever think that that can have, I'm not saying it does or nothing like that, but do you think that that can ever have like a negative effect, like the, the, an unwanted effect? It can. Because it can make someone nervous, you know, like what if what if someone who doesn't know you or whatever, that good or whatever and like is trying to explain something that might be kind of yeah, a yeah. sensitive well, thing. I'm not over here getting super like awkward about stuff, you know? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not over here making people feel like all <laughs> freaked out. But there's a there's a time and a place to to let those words kind of sit yes. out there in the open yeah. and let them ferment a little bit <laughs> before you try and mop them up and clean them up and get them back into the world of meaning. <laughs> no, dude. Um, here's one. You have no clear strategic goal. Well, obviously, that one's obvious, right? Yeah. I want you to be. I want to be thinking strategically, but I don't even know where I'm going. So, therefore, all strategies out the window. And now I'm just doing some kind of some kind of day to day scenario. So, what do you do? Well, what I just what's a good thing to do there? Write out your strategic goal, and if you have a blank piece of paper. When you get done writing out your strategic goal, that's a bad sign. So let's figure out something somewhere that we want to go. 
do you recommend you know how like a a common one too i think that we hear is like to write out your schedule for the next day yes do you or do you do that i usually don't have to my schedule already exists yeah because you know already i already know what i need to do i wake up in the morning i already know what i need to do and guess what what i need to do what i need to do is is the what i need to do fills every space in that day Right. Well, just what I need to do, just get, just what I know I need to do, it fills, it fills the entire day. Yeah, yeah. It seems like, yeah. Of course, that's obvious. If you if you write it down, it's it it would prove to be beneficial. It yes. seems obvious. It is beneficial. But, but I mean, I was just wondering, do you advocate for that? You now, know listen. I mean? If there are, here's, I already know what I need to do every day. Part of it's because I have a schedule that I'm following every day. So I know that there's things and that also dictates what I'm doing tomorrow. So what I have to do, what is due tomorrow, I know I have to get done today. So there's there's things that I just know I have to do today because the due date is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So whether I'm gonna be talking to a client tomorrow, guess what, I gotta prepare that today. That's already gonna happen. So I already know that I have to do that. Uh, then there's things that I'm doing today. I'm working with a client, or I've got to write this many things, or I've got to read this much of a book. Because I know that if I don't read, I've got a book that I got to read for the podcast. I know that what I can't do is spend 12 hours on Saturday reading a book that's due on Sunday. I mean, I can do it, and I have done it, but I don't want to do that. So that chips away. So I already, so I, I know those things now. All this being said, because there's so many things that I know I have to do, I don't have to write them down. They're in my calendar, I know what's coming, and I have to do them, there's no choice. However, if I have something that's outside the norm that I have to get done, Mm. then it goes on to a written list. This is what I have to do tomorrow. Oh, I've gotta do these three things tomorrow. Uh, They have to happen. So I kind of, look, I I don't wanna, this is a, this is a, if I didn't, if I couldn't operate like that, if I meet someone that's having a hard time with execution, all day long I'll tell them get to the execution checklist. All day long I'll tell them that. Mm-hmm. You need to, and I say this all the time, hey, if, you don't, if you're having a hard time with time management, if you're having a hard time with execution, you should write down what you need to do tomorrow every single night before you go to bed, 100%. Yeah. 100% you should do that, and they should be prioritized. Yeah. And then when you wake up, you freaking execute those things. Yeah, it's funny because it's like, I think some of us sometimes you write everything down, Dave Burke. No, I don't. I, I I probably live somewhere in the middle of what what you described. There are things that make the cut and things that don't. But there is always a bunch of things that I'm doing. I don't write them all down. Yeah, interestingly, and maybe I'm in a different boat than you guys. But I think me and I think I'm not alone too. A lot of times where I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll write it down if mm. I'm if I'm think I might forget it or something like that. But then, you know how some people, they, they, they advocate for, hey, straight up. Like, I don't care how, like, yeah. e- even your rest, even your uh, free time, write it, that down. Let, let, let me tell you, if I wrote down what I needed to do, it would be the same thing every day. And it would say, prepare the podcast, write the book, get ready for the clients you have. That's what I do every single day. Mm. So, so when we get done with this podcast, when we get done with this podcast, I have to start preparing the next podcast. That, that's what's happening. So that is always on the list. The list says, prepare for the next podcast. The list says, prepare for the clients. The list says, write slash edit your book. Yeah. The list says that every single day. Yeah, now, sense. there are subcategories, which clients? Well, I know what clients, because they're on my calendar. Right. 
I know what the podcast is because I have that mapped out, right? I know that this is the book that I'm reading and this is where I'm at and this is what needs to be done. So if I was to write those things, now, like I said, if there's something that's an outlier, if I have to, if I get asked to write the forward to a book, that's out. That's an outlier. That's not my book. Right. It's not a podcast. It's not with a client with Echelon Front. Yeah. Guess what I'm doing? I am, you know, I got to write that down. Hey, you yeah. owe this. You got to do this tomorrow. If I've got a client that I need to, like a client has some big issue and I get, you know, someone at the team gets an email that this client's having a big problem. Hey, you need to call this client tomorrow. I'll write that down because it's not normal. It's not on my calendar, but I need to go touch base. So something that's outside my standard, yes, I will write it down. And guess what else is happening every day? I'm working out every day. Yeah. That's well, that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't, I'm not writing it down. Now, if I was slacking, if I felt that I wasn't getting the things done that I need to get done, execution checklist all day long. Yeah. Execution checklist all day long. If I'm going on a trip, and there's that's something that will drive things that are outside the norm. If I'm going on a trip and I know I've got to go to a store and pick up this piece of gear that I'm going to write that down. Hey, I got to do this tomorrow. I got to go to the store or I got to go. I got to go. Well, if it was something like I could order, that means yeah, I'm just going to order it. I'm not going to even write it down. I'm just going to do it because it would take me enough time to write it down. I might as well just freaking go online and order it. But if there's something, if I'm preparing for a trip and not just a work trip, because guess what? My work trips, there's no, there's no factor. There's zero factor on a work trip. I already know what I'm gonna do. My suitcase for work trips is loaded right now. I have a separate set of gear that that is in the suitcase. I have a chalk bag, I have wristbands, I have my workout shoes, and I've got my workout attire that goes in there. I've got the pants that are in the same spot on the hanger. I've got the shirts that are in the same spot. That, that stuff takes me 48 seconds to get folded up, put in there, and we're good, I'm rolling. So I don't have to think, but if I'm going on a hunting trip or I'm going on a trip to the mountains or I'm going on a, uh, a surf trip or there's some, I'm going camping, something that's not SOP, hey, by the way, this camping trip that we're going on, need this, this, and this. Boom, write it down. Here's when I'm gonna go do it. So there's a difference, something that's outside the standard, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna write it down. Something that's normal, I don't need to write it down. It's happening. Yeah, it's almost like there is no discharge in the war. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a little bit unique in that way, I, I think. Um, and yeah, so it makes sense. That makes sense. Here's another thing, just to drive your point home. In the SEAL teams, every day is kind of different. Yeah. So you, you're always getting something. There's always different things. So I had, I wrote all, I had all kinds of lists when I was in the SEAL teams. Mm-hmm. I'm not the SEAL teams. I was had a list all the time. Hey, we're going on this trip. And by the way, you got to get this gear issued. You got to talk to the executive officer about this. You got to check on these guys' qualifications. There's stuff you got to write down and do because it's different every single day. Yeah. So therefore, I had to write it down, and that's what my my old uh, notebooks look like. They're just freaking boxes. I would, I did you do little boxes. I would do little boxes and X's, little boxes and X's. What's a, what do you mean the Just boxes? draw a little box and say, hey, check with the XO about boots. Oh, so instead yeah. of a list, numbered list, it's a box. It's a box that, that I can put it, that I can put a check through. Oh, and then sometimes okay. at the end of the day, I didn't get everything done, circle the box that didn't get done. Now it's kind of standing out. Gotcha. Now that's the first thing I'm at in the morning. Huh. Interesting little protocol. 
yeah, that writing things down thing, like, again, seems obvious. But then, man, when you do it, bro, I did it or I'll do it, not consistently, but I'll do it Mm -hmm. and I'll get them all done. And I'll be like, bro, that took like 28 minutes. I thought it was going to take all day, this whole thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like that eight item list or whatever. It's like, man, it organizes your whole time, you know, when you want to have more time more free time, you gotta have more discipline time management. One of the ways to do that is to make a list of what you need to do and then knock it out. Do them. That's crazy. So, if you don't have a clear strategic goal, write it down. And then write down the little tactical things that you need to get done and make sure that they are leading towards your strategic goal because if they're not, you shouldn't be doing them. You should be thinking strategic. Maybe there's also a chance, next thing on my list here, speaking of lists, strategic goal is too big. Strategic goal is too big. I want to make a billion dollars. Cool. We're, we're, you know, well, what's your first? What's your first step? <laughs> you can't even fathom what your first step is. If you make your strategic goal so big that it doesn't make sense or it's too far in the distance, it's not going to help you. So, detach. Think about it and figure out how you can chunk of that strategic goal down so that you can make some plausible steps and something that you can actually see. You ever heard me do my little uh, talk about believing? Yes. And how it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I heard yeah, uh, uh, If I can believe it, I can achieve it. And, and that's just not true. What belief is to me is, a, is an actual pathway to victory. You can see how you're actually going to get there. That's belief. If it's so far away that you can't even see the pathway on how to get there, it's worthless. It's worthless. Mm -hmm. You want to have something that's close enough that you can have a pathway to get there. Now, maybe that pathway to get you to to a strategic goal that you can actually see, once you're there, you'll be able to see that bigger one, hopefully. But you've got enough freaking obstacles to figure out when you're on your way. So let's make the strategic goal something that is real, something that is believable. What is it? Uh, uh, set your sights on the moon or whatever. And <laughs> set your sight on a star and in worst case scenario, you'll hit the moon. I, I don't know. I think if you're setting your sights on the stars and they're so far away, you're like, that's not even feasible to get there for me right now. The moon, I can make it. Yeah. Let me put my sight picture on the moon and I'm going to get there. Here's how. That's the way I'm thinking about it. And the last thing we the last thing I had on my list was your strategic goal is a lie. Meaning it sounds good, but you don't actually want it. it it's, it's something that, it's going back to like you're comfortable where you're at. So I'm doing little tactical things that aren't leading towards this strategic goal that I have, but I actually, deep inside, that strategic goal is a lie because I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. So another thing you run into. Right, oh, I would, I would, I would love to have a, a new house. I would love to, I would love to buy my first house, but you're comfortable paying rent on that apartment. Now, I'm going to tell you that there's a good chance that that's a lie. There's a decent chance that you're lying to yourself when you say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in my apartment. That might be the lie, mm-hmm. or the lie might be that you are comfortable there. I don't know which one. But those are things you actually need to think about. Because if you say, hey, 
uh, right now I'd really like to have my own house. But the reality is your kids are seven, nine, and 11. And you get to spend all kinds of time with them because your job, you really aren't stretching to try and get that promotion. And you're getting, and that's, those are just awesome ages for your kids. And, and your assessment is, you know what? At this point in time, I would rather spend these quality next four years focus on my family. Okay. Okay, good. Then make that your strategic goal. That's fine. But if you're saying, oh, I really wish I, no, that's not what you really wish. You really wish you get to spend time with your kids? Good for you. That's awesome. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to yourself about, oh, I really want to do this. You don't. Now, you could also say, look, my kids are in school most of the time anyways, and I'm going to work really hard right now. So that way, when they get to high school, I'll be in a comfortable position, and I'll be able to go to every single wrestling tournament. Okay. That's cool, too. Let's figure it out. And let's make sure that we that our strategic goal is the actual strategic goal. It's the truth of what we want to do. And then we can start making good tactical moves that support getting to that strategic goal. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Enemies of strategic thinking. What do you think about um you know how you know how like you can have influences around you, right? The people you hang out with mm-hmm. or, or whatever you watch on whatever TV, the internet. Where like, you know how, like if you hang out or you listen to podcasts all the time and they're Mm -hmm. like a millionaire person Mm -hmm. and then you slowly want to become a millionaire or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that like there, there's, there are lies that lie in there as well? I, here's what I think. I think that me wanting to be a millionaire, I can get short term gratification by listening to Echo Charles, the entrepreneur talk about his moves that he made sure and i listened to you know your three minute and 48 second uh, itgv igtv video about here's the thing you got to really think about what you want to do like what we're talking about right now here's the thing you're going to get some short-term gratification from that you're going to feel like ah and then you think, you know what? That video that I just watched made me pretty feel pretty good and pretty motivated about working hard and getting on the grind. Yeah, hell yeah. So you know what I'm going to do? Let that thing scroll one more time and watch one more. Yeah, get another hitter. So you get that short-term hitter, mm-hmm. get that short-term boost, and what's it doing to you tactically? What's it doing to you strategically? So it's actually do, not doing anything. Yeah. It's actually moving you backwards. Yeah. Because you could have been working, you could have been creating, you could have been doing something useful. And you're not. So you have to be careful of that. You have to be careful that the the content that you're buying into is really giving you some, or I should say some content that you're investing in, right? Because you're investing your time into it. The content you're investing into had better give you some return on that investment. Mm. instead of just draining you of your time because that's horrible. Mm. That's a f- horrible thing. Yeah, isn't that like a like an industry or like a, um, not a syndrome, but like a the thing. It's a thing where people Let me get, get your attention. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, people are addicted to like self-help. They're addicted to the, the self-help content and they never do anything. They just, <laughs> the only thing that they do is like 
go for more consumption of that thing. It's like a syndrome. It's like a thing. I don't know what the thing is, but yes, I agree with you. I don't know what it's called, but yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. There is a short-term gratification by listening to someone talk about something, air quotes, motivational, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm not against that. I'm not against it. But if that doesn't actually propel you to do something, if it doesn't actually propel you to execute, and you see that pattern, that's a sign. Mm. Hey, I'm actually not making progress. This viewership, this, this capturing of my attention is a negative, it's not a positive. Now, if you wake up in the morning, and you, you got that, you know, that, that freaking thing that hits you, and you press play on the, on the, on the, Instagram, ITGV, and it's someone that's getting you, and it actually gets you out of bed, and you go, "Cool," or, or you know, you're feeling, you're feeling groggy in the afternoon, and you got a little bit more work to do, and you go, "You know, man, this is," and then you, you go on there and you watch a YouTube video of somebody saying, "Look, you, you got to grind right now for that long-term st- strategic victory," and you go, "That's right, that's right." It's a good reminder, and then you get to it. Mm-hmm. That's positive. Yeah, that's different. But if it all, if the video leads to another video, <laughs> that's bad. Yes. Okay. You want these things to lead to action. Yeah. That's what you want. To lead to action. Without action, we're not moving. If we're not moving, we're not winning. We want to watch out for that. <sighs> Speaking of content. Sure. Anything else, Dave? Echo Charles, anything else? No. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the cause on the underground. As always, you can get supplements from jockofuel.com. You can get jujitsu gear, jeans, boots, all kinds of cool stuff made in America from originmain.com. You can also get stuff to represent on the path. That is a line that I stole from Echo Charles, representing on the path. Go to jockostore.com. Written a bunch of books on all kinds of topics, leadership, discipline, kids' books. We have a leadership consulting company. If you're interested in that, go to echelonfront.com. On the interwebs, Dave is at David R. Burke. Echo's at Echo Charles. I'm at Jocko Willink. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for being mobilized. Thank you for taking action. And thank you for joining us in the underground. And until next time, this is Dave and Echo and Jocko.